Sergeant Frank Drebin, Detective Lieutenant Police Squad. Yeah, and I'm Robert De Niro. Mr. De Niro, we've got to get inside. It's action-packed. I know what I'm doing. Full-bodied. What are you doing in my bathing suit? Star-studded. Leslie Nielsen. You're so insensitive. This isn't that toilet seat thing again, is it? Naked Gun, 33 and a third. Freeze and nobody gets hurt. The final insult. From now on. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, March 18th at theaters everywhere. Mr. Smith, how are we doing? I've been busy, if that's what you mean. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from... Hello, everyone. Here we are again. <laughs> Joe and I were just discussing the fact that I don't usually start episodes, and I think it's clear why. <laughs> but hello, everyone. We're back. <laughs> I didn't realize there'd be so much panic in your, your opening. <laughs> hello, everyone. It's like when you make me do an outro. I'm just not good at this. Um, you wanted to do it. I did. I feel like I, I need to build my skill set. So anyway, hello, everyone. We're back, and it happened one year. We're doing it again. Here we are. 1994. Ah, that's the show. Um, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Boy, you are really bad at this. <laughs> Thank God we had you do this one. <laughs> okay. So we are here today to talk about. A no, movie. let's talk about. Let's talk first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're having like you're holding a work meeting. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'm glad you can make the time. I'm glad that you're scheduled this. So here we're here today to talk about the pipeline. <laughs> I was just saying to someone today that every meeting is like jumping right into work stuff. And that's what I want to do. I want to talk about the topic we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, you see, usually we do like 30 seconds to warm up. Then we do two and a half minutes of just uh, rigmarole. Yeah. And somehow we loop around to the topic. So oh. go with the rigmarole. Okay. Uh, how's your mom? Terrible. <laughs> no. This is terrible. <laughs> Your small talk really bad. <laughs> what do they say to you at work? Uh, oh, we talk about the weather. Oh, that's about it. I mean, Hot it's kind there, of raining yeah. now. I yeah. don't. This isn't going to come out for like three months. It's going to be <laughs> it's the fall by the time this airs. <laughs> it's hotter or cooler by yeah. now. Oh yeah. boy, did you see the weather out there today? Really average. There. Yep. Boy. Uh, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I mean, it's not even that you need a plan. You just need a a plan to talk about something in general i had a plan i i worked really hard on how to greet everyone and then and you, i didn't i didn't think it through past that all you came up with was hello everyone <laughs> that, that wasn't much of a it's not like you had some sort of like pithy like dive in phrase you know like and well, coming to you from the small bedroom i mean Sarah how else do you greet people hello everyone how how are you doing you know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. How do the other podcasts start? Do they start well, with just people blasting in with with catchphrases? So I think most podcasts say basically the same thing, like every time. Right. It's it's the same greeting. I start this. I start this the same way. If you notice all the past episodes, I thought we were trying to get away from that. We well, we are, but that my point is, I do start it the same way. So you're saying other people also start it the same way. Well, I feel like now I've set a precedent, and I'm going to have to say hello, everyone, every Ugh. time I start an episode, and that's not great. I think we need you to change it every time. You'll be the, okay. you're going to be the wild card. I can do that. I can yeah, do that. yeah. I 
nope, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you want to just start talking about the topic? This is, this is, I don't know if this is good radio. I can't think of anything else. Oh boy. Honestly, that's all I can think about is the topic, but no, let's talk. Let's, let's do some small talk. So, um, <laughs> wait, okay. so let's do some small talk now. How you get into this? <laughs> hey, here's some small talk for you. Actually, we don't want to, we don't want to date when we're recording this. So mm. we can't even be like, Hey, did you watch the friends reunion? <laughs> Oh, which is what we did today. That was three months ago. Boots. Oh, definitely not the day the Friends reunion came out today. That's definitely not today. Oh, my God. Nope. I do wish they would do a reunion of tonight's topic, but most of the actors in this film are dead or in jail or. Yeah. yeah. Is the one that we're going to talk about in jail? Actually, he is, right? No. Yeah. No. He's out. People already know what we're going to talk about because they've seen the title of this. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be coy. <laughs> That's a very good point. No one's listening to, to this live. <laughs> I was trying to create some suspense, but I guess oh, we don't need it. Very good. All right. Well, what are we talking about? All right. So today we're going to talk about Naked Gun 33 and a third. Came out in 1994. The final insult. The key thing is when this movie came out. Yeah. It came out in 1994. No, it came out in March of 94. If this oh, came out yes. in the summer, that would be a much different movie. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I was like, yeah, I know. It came out in 1994. That's why we're talking about it. It's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh, yes. Came out in March of 1994. The third installment in the movie uh, series of The Naked Gun based on the TV show called Police Squad. <laughs> File From the Files of Police Squad. I'm not sure exactly what the title was, but it's so the title. Like the title of the original movie was From the Files of Police Squad because the TV show was called Police Squad. Yeah. Oh, like the one that they were like parodying, parodying. No, the the Naked Gun TV show was the Police Squad. Do you are you not familiar with the Police Squad TV show? Did you never watch that show? Uh, no. But you know, I knew oh. it was based on a TV show. Right, but the TV show is the very is the same thing as the Naked Gun. Like it's yeah. not like it was a serious police show that then they made a parody of. Yeah. Well, You're... when you were saying the titles, it was confusing. Is this oh. the worst podcast we've ever done? <laughs> you were <laughs> saying the titles. It was confusing. I thought like. From the files of Police Squad is, oh, the movie is Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult from the files of Police Squad. Is that actually the full title? No, the title of the original Naked Gun movie was The Naked Gun from the files of Police Squad. Oh, got it. Police, the, the Naked Gun 1 from 1988. Yes. yes. Right. And that's only called that because it is based, it has the same characters as the Police Squad TV show. The Police only Police. actor is Leslie Nielsen. And there's yes. no other crossovers, I don't think. But that's why it's called what it is. Whew. That was painful. Um, Works through. We've established show Police Squad movies, The Naked Gun, first movie from the files of Police Squad, third movie, 33 and a third, the final insult, because it was the last movie. Right. Now, there is, I mean, and we can get into this, but there is some debate whether this was actually supposed to be the last movie. I mean, it is called The Final Insult, so that's something. But, you know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was called The Last Crusade, and yet we're still getting Indiana Jones movies. So, just kidding. Yeah. Also, given the nature of the comedy that they do in these TV shows, you could, I mean, there's no reason to trust the title, right? Because no. everything is silly and ridiculous. Right. So the reason that we chose to talk about this is not only because it's a show that we, or it's a movie we both watched, I think, a fair amount growing up. And even as we were watching it again the other day, I was like, I can't believe my parents let me watch this. There's a lot of really inappropriate stuff in there. But I saw it a lot. It was on HBO. A lot of and- jacking it. lot of jacking it. More than I remembered, really. Un- uncomfortable sex stuff. Yeah. For a child. And you know what? For an adult. For anyone. I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable too. Uh, But it was funny. But also, it's a very, it became a much more interesting movie 
for lack of a better way to describe this, because, of course, O.J. Simpson's last movie before he probably murdered his uh, ex-wife and her friend and then was embroiled in the trial of the century. It's also the first and I would say only really significant movie of Anna Nicole Smith's career. Mm-hmm. And and these people have both come up already on the podcast. So when we stumbled across watching Naked Gun 33 and a third the other day, this seemed like a natural thing to talk about as we didn't really talk about it in the, the, the love episode, the little bit that we talked about Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. And we haven't actually covered OJ proper and we probably aren't going to. We're Again, yeah. it's still this. We're going to work around the edges of it. But episode all the way back in episode one. Ah, Harken back to those days at the beginning of April when Mm. we released episode one, My Name is AC. So OJ adjacent. So this is a a tackles a very much more direct OJ scenario. But I do think this is an interesting movie for a lot of stuff outside of the movie, because I think we can agree this is the least of the Naked Gun movies, but it's still a pretty good movie. Like it's, I mean, this is comedy that's not coming from this group of people. Uh, it's still pretty solid comedy. It's I'd say the first movie's probably better and the second movie's probably better, but that's only really because they were it's a they're a little tighter than this yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah, I think the differences are are marginal. Like they're yeah. not they're not all that significant. They're all like these hilarious farce psychic, you know, just silly, zany jokes and it's great. It's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I think you probably know more about this than I do. Let's start with how this movie is kind of connected to other movies of the same kind of style of comedy. Yeah, I I think that there's only this one real group of people who made these movies and made them well. And the thing is, by the time you get to the third Naked Gun movie, most of those people aren't involved anymore, but they were the original people who created the TV show. So that's David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrams, who all knew each other growing up. They all grew up together in Wisconsin. So they were like buds from way back. They created... Uh, a little, I think, like a theater group that was the Kentucky Fried Theater. And then that turned into the Kentucky Fried Movie in the late 70s. So this is this same style of comedy. But the Kentucky Fried Movie is a bunch of sketches and, you know, a lot more like commercial parodies. It's more of a Saturday Night Live uh, SCTV style of of comedy, but w- with a lot of zany nonsense. And there's also like a lot of nudity and a lot of, you know, it's a movie. So it's, it does have a lot of R-rated stuff in it, too. Uh, not as much jack in it as Naked Gun 33 and a third, but we'll come back to that. Yep. Because again, my God. The real breakout for uh, the Zucker, Abrams, Zucker group was Airplane. Now, I think you can make a case that because Airplane is this parody of the airport movies of the 70s, it does bear a lot of similarities to the Mel Brooks movies of the time, which were the same sort of thing. Young Frankenstein's very much a parody of the second Frankenstein movie. Um mm-hmm. Well, the third Frankenstein, it's Bride of Frankenstein and Son of Frankenstein. That's basically what Young Frankenstein is. Blazing Saddles is all Westerns and High Anxiety is all Hitchcock movies. But the Mel Brooks movies aren't as crazy as what goes on in these movies. And Airplane kind of perfects this right off the bat. And I don't think there's really a movie you can compare that to as far as the style before that. I think it's it was very much its own thing. And that's why it became such a classic and such a, a masterpiece of this style of comedy. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting comparison because like Mel Brooks isn't that far off of this, but it does have a a different tone. Yeah. He still has the sight gags, he still has the, the but it is not it is not as surreal, maybe yeah. is the right word to describe it. Like it's still like a Mel Brooks movie still kind of feels like a world you could live in. Whereas the stuff that happens in these movies just 
no. Like there, there's a surrealistic element to it. No, that's true. I mean, it's it's sight gags that are impossible, that are yeah. almost cartoonish. It's almost like a yep. Looney Tunes cartoon in a lot of ways, like where it's just stuff is thrown in just as a joke that has no bearing on the plot and no bearing on reality. Yeah. Uh, Airplane has whole sequences where the the autopilot is a blow up dummy that basically comes to life. Like it's just impossible stuff. Yeah. Right? But I mean, you can make a case. Blazing Saddles has that whole ending, which is this fourth wall breaking madness where the Western characters break into Hollywood and are, are you know, just wreaking havoc and saying that they're in a Mel Brooks movie. So like it is kind of wild, but that's the only thing I would say that's the, a neat comparison. Yeah. And even that, like most of Blazing Saddles is a fairly normal Western comedy. Yep. But like going back, I don't know where this sort of comedy really came from. It really strikes me as coming from Second City and from Saturday Night Live. It's almost that sort of thing in structure. And then the the advanced version of that when you come out of the Kentucky Fried movie is Airplane, which yeah. just is a natural kind of parody of the airport movies, which I don't think the airport movies really have any kind of later life. I think they were very contained in the 70s and they were popular in a disaster movie kind of way. Airport One is very much like the towering inferno or the Poseidon mm-hmm. adventure. It's that kind of crazy, you know, thing. And it is very much the same plot as airplane. Like it's almost the same thing. Like, except like Dean Martin's a pilot. Like it's just, wow. It's a bunch of stars and a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. And there were four of them. So like that they, by the time you get to airplane, they've all come out. And I think, I think these were hits. So these were like fresh in people's mind. What yeah. that was, I don't think people even remember these now airplane is just its own wild thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Zucker Abrams group made a couple other, like major projects that you can point to. And then individually they start to break off and do their own things. But in one form or another, they're then responsible for uh, top secret, which was another, a spy parody with uh, Val Kilmer in the early eighties. They do the police squad TV show with Leslie Nielsen that only really had a couple episodes, but I think was just such a beloved small project that then they could do the naked gun from that. And then they they're responsible in one form or another for hot shots down the road, David directs some of the scary movie movies. Like they're already established, yeah. but they're there. He directed Basketball, which is also kind of a wild comedy. Uh, Jim Abrams directed the Hot Shots movies. Like they they sort of keep doing these sorts of things. Yeah, were they related to the Not Another Teen Movie people, or was that something different? I think that's a separate thing. I think that yeah. was just like the you know. I think scare. I think the scary movie franchise essentially started all of those. Yep. But they didn't. They weren't responsible for the original scary movie concept. That was yeah. just, you know, it just eventually. I think by the third and fourth movies of that long in the tooth series, they were like, yeah. these guys know how to do this comedy, so we should bring them in. Yeah. Yeah. But that was where the naked gun. So then the naked first naked gun movie is in eighty eight. The second one, naked gun two and a half, is in ninety one, and then this last one was in thirty. It was uh, March yeah. of ninety four. Came out. I was always more partial to Hot Shots than I was the Naked Gun movies. I mean, I, I liked the, I liked all of them, but Hot Shots is just such a wonderful comedy. Yeah, Hot Shots one is great. Like, I, I would probably, I, I would probably still take the first Naked Gun. I, re- I was a big Naked Gun fan, but, um, but yeah, the first Hot Shots is kind of a great parody of, uh, of Top Gun. Yeah, and then even Hot Shots two, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it being good. It seems like more of a, as I remember, it's more of a Rambo movie. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. what else the plot is in the second movie. So I think that's right. Yeah. Um, or Charlie Sheen was jacked in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 But the other thing is Nordberg is a character on the police squad TV show. And so is George Kennedy's character, Ed. They're just played by different people. Oh. But by the time they get around to Naked Gun in 88, uh, OJ has an acting career. Like he was in a, a bunch of stuff after 
after he was out of football and even while he was uh, playing, he had did some guest shots on TV shows and such. But again, as we mentioned, he was in Roots, uh, which that's no slouch. I mean, Roots yeah. is the most popular miniseries of our time. Please tell me that he filmed Roots in between Naked Gun movies. I just want to no. believe that that's true. <laughs> no, no, no. Roots was in the 70s. It didn't uh, it did not quite line up. But his career does take a weird. It's like that. He was in Capricorn one, which was a pretty good sci fi movie. Uh, he had a couple little things here and there. And then he was on first and 10 with a, with uh, Al Cowlings for for HBO. Yep. And then he does the first Naked Gun movie. And I, I don't even know, like, I guess we should talk more about the Naked Gun movies before we just go right into OJ. Yeah. But I mean, the Naked Gun movies are pretty interchangeable, like except for the main endings, which I think yeah. is the only real way to differentiate them. Right. Like, that and them. like where Frank and... Uh... Jane's relationship is because she's in the first one. She's in all three of them, isn't she? She's in all of them, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. think like they meet in the first one and then like they kind of get together. I think they get married at the end of the second one, I think. And then... I think the the there's a wedding like flashback in the third movie, but was actually filmed for the second movie uh, and they just didn't use it. So that's why yeah. it's actually in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's true. Cause she's she works for she works for Ricardo Montalban, I want to say, mm-hmm. in the first movie. And I then that's right. the whole plot to kill the queen at the baseball game, that's the first movie. And then the second movie, she's working for, oh, Robert Goulet. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know if she's working for my Robert Goulet at that point, but somehow she's tied up very much in that plot too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true. But really, like the plots are very interchangeable. The third movie is the one with the Oscars, I think is probably the famous-ish yeah. part of the movie. Uh, if you wanted to try to like pinpoint what this movie was. Yeah. Uh, Fred Ward is the bad guy. I wholly confuse them. Like I will get, I will get snapshots of, parts of them. I think the second one is the one I saw the most when I was growing up. So I think that's the one where like I have most of that in my yeah. head. I'm less familiar with the first one. I know we watched it like, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. I don't know. The second one's the one where OJ is basically in the hospital the whole time. Cause remember at the beginning of the movie, he jumps onto that boat and he gets shot yes. or something. Yes. So he's basically out of the movie. Like the jokes are that he's banged up. And so they keep going and like messing with him at the hospital or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's the second movie. But yeah, I think, I think just cause of when it came out, I think I probably saw the second movie the most too. Yeah. Uh, it's just in retrospect, I kind of appreciate the first movie. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a solid, you know, way to make movies. And I think that they really knew how to do it and, and did it well. Between Airplane, Airplane 2, Airplane 2 is, I think, underrated. I think Airplane 2 is a really solid comedy. It's just that it's not Airplane 1, which is perfect, you know? But after Naked Gun 33 and a third, it more or less dries up. Like, I don't know that there's another really good version of this movie that was made after that. Like, Scary Movie 1's fine. Like, those Scary Movie movies are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, there's all those Not Another Teen movie, which is also okay and the hyper parody movies. I think people just thought it was a very easy thing to do. Yeah. So they they, everybody gave it a shot. Yeah. You can make whatever joke you wanted and didn't have to connect it to reality in any way or plot right. in any way or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you talk a little bit about the plans that were potentially in place? Had OJ not murdered his family? <laughs> right. Well, so this is the debate is that was this really intended to be the last movie? And there are, stories sort of contemporary to the time that say there was a fourth movie in the works because these movies all made money like the third movie again it came out in march so it's not coming out in the teeth of summer or anything and it did like 50 million dollars which in 1994 that's a lot of money like that's a good hit for these movies couldn't have been expensive like yeah leslie nielsen is only in these kind of movies at this point but i can't believe he's demanding big paychecks yeah there's no real stars like george kennedy won an oscar in the 60s but he wasn't a big star 
Yeah. And then Priscilla Presley and again, Fred Ward, you know, like it wasn't a big group. Anna Nicole Smith, you know, but there was a script that floated around for a while that was called Naked Gun 444.4, which was supposed to be, you know, the fourth movie. I don't know if there were real plans to bring everybody back. Like if this was, we're going to keep continuing with this same plot, but the third movie doesn't end in some sort of super definitive way. Uh, Frank and Jane have a kid. Yep. Um, that's that's it. But like it's it's still, you know, everything's still pretty open. He retires during the course of this movie and then is drawn back in to do, you know, various work for with Ed and, and Nordberg. But yeah, I mean, it's a little unreasonable that Leslie Nielsen is a cop anyway, because he's he seems so old. Yeah. In in these movies. And so it's not like that needs to be tied to any kind of reality. No. It's not like he's going to age out of this role. No. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's no reason they couldn't have done a fourth one and yeah. just another thing that OJ brought crashing to the ground. <laughs> not another thing OJ ruined. <laughs> Widow juice. Great job, juice. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it's, you know, in a way it's kind of sad. I mean, at least it was the third movie and they can claim this was the last movie. So it's not, I don't know. It's not like he's in the middle of the Harry Potter series and then all of a sudden, I don't know, <laughs> Snape in real life kills his wife. Like that would have been bad. <laughs> I don't, Alan Rickman was probably lovely. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was, that was all there was to that. So... I'd just like to point out that you just described that as kind of sad. I would have been sad. <laughs> Tragic. Point being, the Naked Gun series ends here with Naked Gun 33 and a third, which is a, a fine movie. It has some fun parodies of uh, the uh, Battleship Potemkin. It's got the, the the opening with the baby carriage and the untouchables, that whole yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, can, can we diverge to our great theory on Battleship Potemkin and how it could have been better? Sure. Which is if it was starring Mandy Patinkin. So it could have been Patinkin and Potemkin. Patinkin does Potemkin. <laughs> so the, I think the weird part of this is that, that when we've talked about this in the past, Sarah thinks this would be a great musical. And I don't know if she realizes Battleship Potemkin is a silent film. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not know that. Yeah. I, I don't know. They would have had to make up a lot of stuff to turn that into a stage musical. But it could have happened. Let's get on this battleship. That's me doing Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Sounded just like Evita. <laughs> so... The o- so the opening sequence of Naked Gun 33 and a third, it's a parody of the the scene in The Untouchables with the baby carriages, which is in itself a parody of, not a parody, it's a homage to Battleship Potemkin. The baby carriage scene was filmed at Union Station here in Chicago because really? the, the Untouchables was mostly filmed here. So that's true. So fascinating when that came on, fascinating to us, when that came on, I was like, I think that's Union Station in Los Angeles because yeah, I thought it was where they did the Oscars. I think they did film the Naked Gun movie at the Union Station in Los Angeles. Oh, it's the Untouchables one that was in Chicago. Right. What I'm saying is, yeah, oh. the original, ver- like the version that that's based on was filmed here. Yeah. Oh, got it. So uh, <laughs> the Oscars, the Oscars feature prominently in this movie. They have a bunch of fun, random movie stars like yeah. Oscar winner Olympia Dukakis and yep. Pia Zadora. <laughs> yep. Yep. Who uh, oh, Mur- Muriel Hemingway, I think, was on, was there. And- yeah. I forget um, who she presented with. I don't. Elliot Gould? Or was it just because we saw Elliot Gould and definitely not the Friends reunion? Ugh. Oh, James Earl Jones was there? I think Elliot Gould was there. He might have been. Yeah. But yeah, there's a bunch of fun, random. Weird Al Yankovic Cameos. pops up again. Weird Al Yankovic oh. pops up in every Naked Gun movie. Amazing. Playing himself. Just there's Weird Al. I'm surprised he didn't write a song about it, honestly. like I don't know that he didn't. Mm. He must have written a song about OJ, didn't he? I don't know. OJ's not in that headline news song. No, he no. didn't. Nope, nope. No. I think that was too early. The headline news song was in 94. Oh, 
yeah, because Nancy Kerrigan was that. Yep, 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 yep. We're gonna cover that song as an episode at some point because it does yes. cover a bunch of fun stories. Yeah. Yeah. But no, OJ, not part of that. <sighs> so Vanna White pops up in the third movie. Yep. Yeah. How so many movies has Vanna White been in? Can't probably be many. not. Probably not too many. She's she's not. I mean, she plays herself, but she doesn't really act. Yeah. I just got a flash of some song about sitting on a plane next to Vanna White. Stuck in a closet with Vanna White. No, no, no. There's something about sitting on a plane next to Vanna White. That I don't know. But Weird Al did write a song about Vanna White. Huh. Now Maybe we just it. really like spending time with her. Is that really it? That For some reason, that jumped into my head. Stuck in. Oh, yeah. It's on. It's in Ride With Me for, by Nelly. What a weird choice for a celebrity for him to pick. But yeah, on the Weird Al album, uh, even worse, that had fat on it. Stuck in a closet with Vanna White. I knew I because I had that album when hmm. I was a kid. I had even worse when I was a uh, when I was a kid on tape. Uh, listeners, assignment: find out how many songs Vanna White is mentioned in. I got a wheel of fortune because I flip O's like Vanna White. Vanna White displays one time he was in the middle of masturbating to Vanna Spin the wheel of fortune, let me be your passe jack. You could be my Vanna White sidekick. Breathe deep and spell your words like Vanna White. Vanna White clapped her hands. So that's Naked Gun 33 and the third. I don't know that we really need to talk about that movie all that much. Because it yeah. is, it's fine. Like, it's a fine Naked Gun movie. It's a fine movie in this type of series of films. Did we really just try and record an episode about a movie that we describe as fine? <laughs> we did. But... <laughs> It's because there's a lot else to talk about. Yeah, okay. So Let's move on. Let's get back to OJ, because let's face it, OJ is really the point here. So I don't want to praise OJ's acting too much, because it feels kind of gross. It's like saying how good a, a director Brian Singer is at this point, which he is, but let's not talk about it. Phil Spector o was a great music producer. I mean, that's true. It's true. You know, it's just Kevin Spacey's really good in some things. That seems too far for me. I don't know why. Can't bring it up. We can't even yeah. talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know? I don't want to bring up Woody Allen. You know I love Woody Allen. Mm, we shouldn't talk about Woody Allen. Problematic. But OJ, I wouldn't say Nordberg has a ton of great stuff to do in any of these movies. I think that Nordberg being the punching bag character that he is works really well and in retrospect makes these movies still watchable. Yes. I think that that really helps because otherwise I think it would be tough. Like, I, again, we all knew who OJ was before all of this. So it's not that hard to then be like, well, these movies are still like fun and watchable. And it's not like Kevin Spacey who plays like heavy characters or creepy characters or characters you have to sympathize with. You just yeah. have to laugh at OJ in these movies. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if OJ was like the hero, it would be a little harder. Not that he doesn't do good things in the movie. I mean, they're, they're the cops, so they obviously triumph. But like, I think if they if he felt more celebrated in this movie, it would feel ickier. It still feels a little icky, like not gonna lie. But... I mean, at least he didn't film it after he got out of jail or after he was acquitted like that. I wouldn't watch. I'm guessing the job offers dried up. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think a lot of people were rushing to make a new OJ film. Fair point. Fair point. You know, even though, again, at the time, a lot of America was on OJ's side because I don't know, racism. I think there was generally racism. Yeah. And people were like. It, the, the LAPD is really racist and they weren't wrong, but that doesn't make OJ innocent. So it was tough. But, you know, I think we can appreciate OJ for what it is in the Naked Gun movies. I think I think we can say he's funny. Maybe we can appreciate the movies for what they are. Okay. 
versus appreciating OJ for what he did. Let's not appreciate him personally. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, look, uh, I may not be the authority on this, so I feel bad making this determination, but I do think that's the right way to think about it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take, uh, take your word for it. You are uh, largely my moral compass. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> that's bad for everyone. Oh, boy. More paste, thick, and chunky salsa. Here. This ain't paste, thick, and chunky salsa. Well, woo-hoo. Paste is made with big chunks of tomatoes, onions, and peppers. Perfect for dipping. By folks in San Antonio. Who know what salsa should, should taste like. like. Well, this stuff's made in New York City. New York City. Jake, it's time you switch brands. <laughs> Pick up a thick and chunky one. Pick up a paste. So I don't know if there's really a, a, a not much of a, a denouement for this, but it does slide us neatly into the other topic is uh, at the Razzie Awards in early uh, 1995, OJ did win Worst Supporting Actor Ooh, good for call. this movie. I mean, again, you got to realize what where we were at this point. Yeah. But uh, so he probably wasn't entirely because of his work as Nordberg, but uh, they also gave out a Worst New Star Award and that went to Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, sad. So Naked Gun 33 and a third did get two Razzies for the these two significant folks in 94. Look, I'm not going to lie. Given Anna Nicole Smith's like background and how she got famous, I thought she was pretty good in this movie. I didn't think she was that bad. Yeah. I mean, she was just like a Playboy model. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't an actress, but she does fine. She's not, you know, she has a couple jokes that I think land okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's like the talent that weirdly Priscilla Presley is in this movie. Yes. In these She's movies. so good in these movies. And it's, and as we talked about earlier, like it's amazing because Priscilla Presley barely did anything acting wise. Like she was in Dallas apparently for a number of years. I never saw an episode of Dallas. So I have no idea if she was any good, if she was even remotely funny. <laughs> I don't think Dallas was a funny show. I just but, love the idea that she was on Dallas and then someone called her and was like, but what about these movies? And she was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I wonder why, she, why did she, she do really, these movies? But like, was she real serious? Because that's the other thing with these movies is that they took like real serious actors. Yeah. And made these movies like you look at the first airplane movie. And besides the stars who are kind of wacky, um, Julie Haggerty and Robert Hayes, you've got Leslie Nielsen, who at this point hadn't done any comedies. Yeah. You've got Robert Stack and yeah. got, uh, Peter Graves and like serious actors. People I don't think remember that Lloyd Bridges was a pretty serious actor. Because all you remember him now is in just zany shit when he was older. Yeah. But he was a pretty serious actor. And that, you know, this is just something they did. So was Priscilla Presley like real heavy on Dallas? And that's how she got this part? I don't know. But this is the only thing she really did of any significance. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing to say about that is she does play pretty straight in this movie. Like, yeah. she has jokes, but she delivers them in a in a very straight way. And that's what makes them funny. She said, says crazy shit in, like, a very deadpan way. Yeah. And I think that's what her character is. And she does it really well. But, like, she's not, like, doing the hilarious face takes Face takes? Is that a thing? Face takes. <laughs> yep, the face takes. That, that Leslie Nielsen's doing or, you know, he, she's yeah. not being goofy like OJ. Like, right. she's she's pretty straight. But nonetheless, she's still great. Yeah. But I mean, I almost think that, like, she actually harkens more back to the airplane type performances. Yeah. And, like, the naked guns do get a little exaggerated as it goes along. But it's yeah. still supposed to be basically the same template of having fairly serious actors playing really ridiculous situations fairly seriously. And that's where the jokes come in. Yeah. And so I think that that's probably what that is. When I was a kid, I was convinced in my head that Priscilla Presley was Elvis's daughter because <gasps> I could not wrap my mind around how she could be his wife. 
Me too. Same. Right? Same. It, I had the same experience. Because she just did not seem old enough for that to be possible, considering Elvis was so long dead when I was a kid, right? Yeah. And so that's what I always thought. But again, I don't really like she was really young when they got married, right? So that's yeah. why this is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like how old was she in this movie? Is she 40 in this movie? Well, Priscilla Presley was born in 1945. In the first movie, she's only she's what, 43? Yeah. Yeah, 43. Yeah. So she would be, you know, not even 50 in yeah. the in the third movie. They Man, were married she looked like, great for 43. Yeah. Jeez. She yeah, she did. Yeah. Um they were married from 67 to 73. Oh, okay. So, so she she's married been, she was 22 when they got married. Yeah, she was 22 when they got married. Yeah. So I think that's the whole thing is cuz Elvis, well Elvis didn't really live to be that old, but he was significantly older than her. So that yeah. was I think where that came in. But I I never understood that. Like Yeah. I mean, she was basically only in Dallas. She was in like a TV show or like a TV movie in like one episode of a TV show. Then she was on Dallas and then she was in these movies. And then she made a couple guest appearances like Melrose Place, Touched by an Angel, Spin City. And then she did some voice acting and that's it. It's weird Um, because she's pretty good. Yeah. Like, she seems like a legitimate actress. Like, she doesn't feel like... Even OJ doesn't feel like an actor a lot of the time. Like, he's not given great line readings. Anna Nicole Smith sure isn't given great line readings. Weird. It's weird. I I think that uh, it's an interesting... You know, it was an interesting turn. And I'm glad we included this because literally I've always wanted to kind of talk about Priscilla Presley and be like, what was the story there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's amazing that she took the movie. I also think it's amazing that they cast it. Like, I would love the story of how they were like, I know Priscilla Presley. Like... Maybe they saw her on Dallas and maybe that was it. I don't, there isn't a better explanation, but like it seems just of all of the actresses they have to pick from yeah. for these like big budget comedies, they're like, I know. I mean, I guess it's weirdly like she was a celebrity for just being a person. She didn't do anything before she was married to Elvis. I mean, she was a yeah. kid and then she didn't do anything through that period of time. So I can't think of a lot of people who would neatly compare to that where they became famous because of something like that and then that's even a name enough to drag you into a different career. Have you well, got anybody? I mean, honestly, isn't Anna Nicole Smith kind of that story? Well, yeah, but she was she was still a model. Like, she was still... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, she was famous on her own merits. Priscilla Presley didn't do anything except get yeah, married. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. So, but whatever those she... merits are, it's still at least you're a self-driven thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of yeah, somebody who, like, spun off a career without really doing anything in this regard that wasn't like, like you can like, it's not like Kim Kardashian. Like you still, she still did stuff. She still was taking the reins. <laughs> You're winking, but it's a podcast. <laughs> so like, I, you know, I can't think of somebody else really, but I wonder if that's part of it. It's just that she was such a name that she could just naturally fit in as the lead of a movie. Cause she had a little acting experience, but it does seem like a pretty strange move. I'll say that. Yeah. I feel like I need to think more about it, but I, I do think there's got, I mean, there's so many freaking reality stars now. Like that's what yeah. that is. It is a ba- the bachelorette, like yeah. becoming an actor or whatever. I mean, um, honestly, Pia Zadora isn't that far off being in this movie because <laughs> she was an actress, but she was a real half-assed actress and she was married to a famous rich guy. Mm-hmm. Good for her. But the point was that she's in, involved in one of the, the famous Golden Globe scandals. Also, the Golden Globes are canceled for next year, if you want to pinpoint again when this episode is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, Pia Zadora basically kicks off the stretch of just questionable things the Golden Globes did because they gave her an award 
for some terrible movie she was in only because she's married to this rich guy. And this became this scandal that, you know, Piazadora and Piazadora pops up in this movie and she's fine. I've never seen a movie of her, so I have no idea if she can act or anything, but she like legitimately could be a Priscilla Presley kind of yeah. comparison. So yeah. Not a bad like that comparison. doesn't make it her famous enough to fit your your model. No, he's not Elvis. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so, he's not. I, I, I just can't think of anybody. I, I, you know, but I also don't want to be like, well, Priscilla Fa- Presley was only famous or anything because of Elvis because she's actually pretty talented. I don't know yeah. how she was on Dallas, but Dallas had a lot of real actors on that show. Yeah. So she must have been pretty good on that yeah. show to then spin that off and get some work. Yeah. She's also a Scientologist. Oh, well, now we don't need to talk about her anymore. As is Lisa Marie. Gross. Too bad. Was Michael Jackson a Scientologist? Did he convert? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know remember when hearing they that. became Scientologists. Oh. Um, I mean, I feel like Michael Jackson was already so crazy, and even by 94, that, like, I don't think Scientology would have broken him, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I can't see what they could have done that would have made it worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know when she became a Scientologist. It just, there were reports that she had left the church in 2017 and she said no. She has said that she's distanced herself from the church, but they have not left the religions. So I don't actually know how you can be a half-assed Scientologist anymore. I thought that was kind of the whole point. I think if you're a rich person, you can be. I think it's really just Uh, rank and file people who then get locked on the boat or whatever, (laughs) get thrown in the cage. Yeah. Uh, but if you're rich, I think you can kind of come and go as you please. You're, you're not because they need these people to bring in the money. That makes sense. Yeah. Where is Shelly Miscavige? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Do you think Priscilla Presley knows? No. I think I Tom know. Cruise knows. Do you? Yeah. He's like best friends with that guy. He knows where Shelly is. Yeah. Got to tell the rest. Why of won't he say? I want somebody to tell us because I'm afraid she's dead. Yeah. I wonder what was going on at Scientology in 94. That was like early. I don't think that we got an episode for that because I think Scientology only has a couple big moments and then all of the crazy stuff of the last couple of years. But yeah, yeah, I don't think I think Elron was already dead in 94. Right. Yeah. Having I mean, having watched a couple of documentaries about it, I don't remember the timeline. Yeah. I don't think like when they when um, David Miscavige took over, Elron died in 86. So, well, we're not doing that episode. Anyway, we're barely doing this one. I mean, well, let's face it. We've we've gotten so far afield that we're, you know, we're just openly debating where Shelly Miscavige is now. I read Jenna Miscavige's book and that she doesn't seem to know either. She's like a niece. I feel like if she knew that would have been bigger news. Yeah, probably. She doesn't seem like the person that they would have told. So we've covered uh, OJ and yep. his, his dazzling acting skills and Nicole Smith. We, we wandered into Priscilla Presley. What other, what other Naked Gun 33 and a Third Avenues are there? This movie was originally going to be called Naked Gun 33 and a Third for the record because 33 and a Third is the speed on records. Oh, that's so clever. Yeah, they didn't think people would get it. So that's why oh, they changed it. I wouldn't have gotten it. No, it, it that's what I mean. It, it takes a minute to think about it. It's but, a deep yeah. catalog. Oh, uh, Leon Jolgosh gets that shout out in the end credits. I like that these movies had the, the goofy end credits. Yeah. Yeah. So amusing. Always fun. I, so... One thing that Joe does that I, I, there are lots of things that Joe does that I love. One thing that Joe does that I hate is when a movie ends, when you're watching it at home, he will just let the credits run. And I'm like, you can turn these off. Like you don't have to watch these. But when we were watching this movie the other day, I was glad he didn't because there's a lot of funny stuff in the credits. A lot of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, like it was like there was a weapons handler and then there was like a concealed weapons handler and it was Leon Jolgosh who killed uh, William McKinley. Yeah. If you look back in our assassinations episode, Jolgosh pops up. (laughs) <laughs> Joel Gosh, working man, born in the middle of Michigan. 
just quoting assassins. That's all it is. <laughs> so that was funny. But like, I, I remember I watched the Kentucky Fried movie not that long ago and they, they did this same thing. And this is in the late seventies and the end credits have, they don't have a lot of those kind of like one-off jokes with like neat puns, yeah. but they do just have recipes will randomly pop up in the middle <laughs> of the credits for different things. And I thought that was funny. There's a bunch of them. Airplane does a bunch of them. It's really good. I love silly credits. That's that's yeah. hilarious. You really don't see enough of that. I think no. I think you should put that in all comedies. That'd be fun. Agree. Yeah. Maybe then you would be willing to stick around and see like, you know, if Thor's hammer pops up at the end of the credits. Yeah. That's always credits. the worst. Sitting through the eight minutes of Marvel credits. Oh, my God. Yeah. So terrible. Because then you just have to know. There might yeah. be something. The Hulk might pop up. You don't know. Yeah. I still remember going to see the first Iron Man movie, the first movie that did that. And everyone was like, <laughs> their minds were just blown. We shot a lot of people together. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. But today I retire. So if I do any shooting now, it'll have to be within the confines of my own home. Hopefully it'll be an intruder and not an in-law like at my bachelor party. How great is George Kennedy in these movies? Oh. I don't know that George Kennedy did comedies and he's terrific in these movies. So great. I think he's just that high level of an actor. Again, he's got an Oscar. So yeah. he's just barreling into these movies. What, do, just what did he win an Oscar for? He won for Cool Hand Luke. Mm. in like 67 i want to say yeah great he was great in cool Hand Luke. but it's again it's a serious movie serious part but in these movies he's hilarious i have no idea what cool hand luke is about oh it's a whole it's a paul newman thing but there's a moment in this movie there's a couple great ed moments but there's a moment in this movie where i think it's at the oscars and they think it's going to blow up and ed just goes well if i'm going out i'm going out happy and he just grabs a showgirl and kisses her and it's just hilarious it's just like this random moment but you you should really watch police squad police squad's funny Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a good show. I, th- yeah. I would say, I guess that's it. I mean, poor Anna Nicole Smith. This is this episode basically functions as uh, the second in our OJ series. Yep. Uh, after AC, this is another extension of the love episode. We've already done uh, one addendum to that episode, mm-hmm. but this would, I guess, could be another one of those. Numero dos. Leon Jolgosh popped up. Yep. We talked a little second bit about Priscilla Presley. Him. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot. Of, I mean, we, we've already talked about Lisa Marie Presley from the love episode. Now we talked we about have. Priscilla Presley. Yep. I mean, we're, we're creating a lot of ties so that in the future we can kind of plant Easter eggs and episodes that harken back to earlier episodes. Right. And so that's what we're trying to create. Just a real a, a universe here in yeah. it happened one year. We yeah. don't have a ton of running gags. I would say we need probably more running gags that aren't sight gags because you do keep weirdly trying to wink. <laughs> And that's just not working. Well, that's the appropriate thing to do in the context. When you were, ta- what were you talking about? You were talking about a uh... jacking it. Probably there was a lot of jacking <laughs> it in Naked Gun Three, three and a Third. <laughs> oh, mama! Wink. Doesn't there work. was. I mean, honestly, I remember as a kid watching that whole bit on him giving a sperm sample, and uh, when we watched it the other day, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I watched this." What yeah. did I? I don't remember what I thought he was doing. Yeah. I definitely did not know what he was doing. Yeah. I don't think, but I don't know what I thought he was doing. Yeah. I think it's interesting to watch like movies in context like that. Like what exactly was going on here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause as a kid, really not sure. I think I've told this story before, but we used to watch a movie when I was a kid a lot called the adventures of Sherlock Holmes, smarter brother, which we have pictures of hanging up in the apartment. It's a movie. I, I still love to this day. It's this Gene Wilder, Madeline Kahn movie, but in the movie there's, it's a, also a very much a Mel Brooks style parody of Sherlock Holmes movies. Yep. And in the movie, uh, at one point, uh, Madeline Kahn says, because she her character is embroiled in this, you know, romance scandal thing. And she says, I wanted to touch his winkle. That's the line in the movie. And I remember distinctly as a little kid saying to my dad, what is what is she talking? What is a winkle? And my dad telling me it meant his wallet. 
<laughs> Distinctly remember that. So, That's hilarious. Thanks for so shielding me from the truth, Dad. I have a story kind of like that. I don't know how it came up, but I remember asking my dad what a suppository was. <laughs> and he he told me, and I still remember it to this day, it was a rectal expectorant. Also words I did not know. That's at least true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't just make something up, but I'm like, that was not helpful. No. Thanks, Dad. I guess I'll go look that up. I'll get the yeah. dictionary. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of jacking it. Listen, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to re like go over this too many times. It's We've a great. It it's several a, times already. <laughs> it's a funny sequence though, because remember they like yes. offer him a movie like to help, and he asks for I want to say Spartacus, <laughs> or the Rocketeer. <laughs> oh, I think he's for the Rocketeer. Yeah, They're like an adult film, and I believe the movie is like major boobage or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a girl dressed up in an army uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So like they were going for some easy jokes. Well, you know, I'll yeah. give you that. He but. comes out with the like six. Right. He's got the whole stack of them for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, I think we've done it. Yeah. I think we've covered it. Yeah. And I really, again, I really like Naked Gun 33 and a third. It's great. Yeah. Should we give it some kind of it happened one year award? I've tried this before. It has not usually worked. Well, I think the problem is, of course, the first time you give out this award, you immediately ended all film awards for all time. <laughs> Because you were like, well, that's it. Speed's the best movie ever made. We can give other awards. It's oh. like uh, like movies win screenwriting, that's but true. only one movie can win best picture, and that movie is Speed. Well, let's see. I mean, okay, so this did this was named the worst movie of the year by a couple places, but again, I think this was because of OJ more than anything. Yeah. Um, because Damn it, OJ. Again, it was a movie making money off of OJ, but it was out of theaters by June, so thank God. Right? Yes. I don't know what its DVD sales were like. I assume, oh, there weren't DVDs. What their VHS sales were like. Bad, I would guess. But I did still see this movie on HBO a lot. Nonetheless. Yeah, same. Best, what would, what, what's a good award for Naked Gun 33 and a third? I mean, best fake Oscar ceremony. I can't think of too many movies that have a good fake Oscar ceremony. Yeah. Uh, Tropic Pro Thunder has a pretty good fake Oscar ceremony, yep. but yep. not as extravagant as this one. This is a whole sequence. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I would say potentially best sperm bag sequence. Yeah, I can't think of a lot of other sperm bank movies. Um, Road Trip has a pretty good sperm bank sequence. Mm. Do you need some help? Yes, I do. Uh, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to describe what goes on in in the road trip uh, <laughs> sequence where they they need to get money, so they have to go donate sperm. This is a family show. Wait, wait. Does that work? I mean, is it even medically possible? Oh yeah, it works. It works like a charm. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, it's I, I, I still mark this as family friendly because we don't we don't tend to curse a lot. Not a lot. No. If you want to curse a bunch here, I could beep it out. Ooh. I'll just have a. Oh my! Oh goodness! That, that was great. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Too much. So I could like throw a bunch of you know yeah. random sound effects in when we use word like. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sir. I don't know. Whatever they, whatever they have. <laughs> so. Sir. I was trying to think of veep insults. <laughs> what are some, like, good veep insults for Jonah? Like, you know, uh, so. yeah. Best sperm bank. I mean, we just keep talking about that weirdly enough. Okay. So I think the truth is when we watched it the other day, I fell asleep. So really all I remember is the sperm bank. Scene. You were, and the, and the thing was that you were like adamant, like I remember this movie and then you just fell asleep. And then you were at the end, you were like, wasn't Pia Zadora supposed to be in this movie? <laughs> she has a whole musical number. Mister. Yeah. Best Pia Zadora musical number. Yeah. Yeah. That could that, be true. 
best fake Phil Donahue that pops up at the uh, Oh, at the yeah, there is a fake Phil Donahue. Yeah. All right, let's, I, I've got it. It's the best naked gun movie in 1994. <laughs> that, that's, that's almost definitely true. I, I would say this is the best performance Anna Nicole Smith ever gave. Oh, yeah. I think easily. We did watch, I don't know if you, well, you might have fallen asleep, but we did watch Skyscraper not that long ago, if you'll recall. It was a, a, a terrible action movie from the 90s that Dave and John mentioned over on Reconcinimation, like randomly one night. And I was like, well, I got to I gotta find that movie and watch it. So I did. <laughs> and it was awful. It was horrible. <laughs> it was not then remade as that other movie, Skyscraper, with, I want to say, The Rock. <laughs> Is that the movie where he walks between the two, uh, the Twin Towers? That's the walk. No, remember like there's. I think it's called Skyscraper. It's like an action movie with The Rock, and he's like he's got like a bionic arm for some reason or something, or has a fake leg. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Those are two different things. He's He's missing an appendage, but he's also he's like former like army or something, and like I don't know. The skyscraper gets taken over by terrorists, and one of the terrorists is Anna Nicole Smith. I don't know. It was something amazing. I'd watch it. I'd watch. She should have made more movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had all the money, and then she died. Uh, I think that's it. Ended on a bummer. I'm so, well, you know, we, let's bring it down. Let's, yeah. you know, I mean, that's the key thing about Naked Gun 33 and a third is a lot of those people were old when they made it. So we yeah. lost Leslie Nielsen. George Kennedy died. I want to say three or four years ago. Anna Nicole Smith died a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, OJ is not currently in jail, but come on. Yeah. Still and, lives. Uh, he's, OJ still walks the earth. What is that? Yeah. It's not yeah. fair. Kathleen Freeman is, is a pretty good part in this movie as she's, Fred Ward's like mother, like crotchety oh, yeah. gangster mother. She's she died, dead, right? She's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Priscilla Presley, amazingly still around, although yeah. she's not that old. What? 45. Yeah. She's only what? 70. What is that? 75? 75 ish. Kathleen Freeman died the week before uh, 9-11. Wow. So oh, I'm, that must I'm be glad, nice. she, glad she missed out on that. Right. She missed out. I think that's kind of fun. You know, yeah. missing out on all tragedies. I think that's kind of nice. Yeah. You know, that's a good thing. Like, uh, like I think Prince didn't get to see uh, the Trump election. It's just kind of nice. Good for him. It's good for Prince. You know. I mean, I'm sure he would have preferred to live and see the Trump election, but would he? Yeah. Would any of us? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, if you say so. Yes, all of us. I think that's it. I can't think of any other film awards. Yeah. All right. So, uh, listeners, let us know what you think of Naked Gun 33 and a Third. You can find us on the internet. We're in a variety of places on the internet. We have yep. so many Twitter followers now. Yeah. Way more than people who've listened to the show. I would speak to our Twitter followers, but I think we know they don't listen to the show. <laughs> they don't. They clearly don't. Well, you got to do the outro. Oh, damn You already it. mentioned you so knew well it was coming. on the intro. You really did. Uh, now do a fun one. Because you always do like, bye. do something fun. All right. Uh, we will see you guys another time. Thanks for listening. This has been Sarah and Joe happened one year perfect nailed it way better than normal (laughs) this has been it happened one year please take a minute to rate us on apple podcasts or wherever they allow ratings please follow us on google podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also follow us on all relevant social media thanks Well, I don't know what that was. Some of that might be usable. We really ran aground in a couple different places. (laughs)